Hey friends, how's it going? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching, best-selling author, crazy person, my spirit animal is a French bulldog. I hope everybody feels is having a good time today, getting ready for a good weekend. Today, I wanted to go live and give you guys the 13 beliefs that prevent coaches from being what I call world-class or world champions, all right? Because if you want to be a world champion, if you want to be a world championship coach, there's beliefs that you got to have. There's a mindset that you've got to have. There's a character that you have to have. There's a belief set and habitual thoughts that you have to have to be successful. Now, what most coaches are aware of, now, most coaches are incredibly intelligent, right? We all know, we all know that our beliefs, our mindset are an incredibly important part of whether or not we get to where we want to go. But most coaches are not willing to notice exactly what beliefs they have that are not serving them right? Because they're beliefs, right? When your beliefs, you don't want to admit that they're wrong. You don't want to admit that they're not truth and that they might be holding you back. It's like having to let a piece of you go. It's like having to make sure a piece of you dies in order to be successful to get to where you really want to go. All right. Now, at this point, we have worked with hundreds of coaches or maybe even thousands of coaches at this point, the six figure coaching level, multiple six figure coaching level, seven figure coaching level, even beyond eight figure coaches as well. Right. Now, we've seen exactly why so many coaches struggle, why there's so many coaches out there. You know, according to Glassdoor, 95% of coaches will not make it full time. And it's not because the frameworks aren't there. It's not because there's a shortage of tactics and strategies and systems to actually get you to that point. No, not at all, right? In the information age, there's no shortage of information. There's no shortage of these amazing skills and the tactics and the frameworks to actually get out there, right? There's no shortage of information right now, right? We're living in an era where you can find literally anything that you need to if you're resourceful enough, if you're relentless enough, if you're actually committed to making it happen. You can make it happen. There's all these amazing tools out there that can help you accelerate your business faster than ever. But the real shortage is not on information. The shortage is on beliefs. The shortage that we have right now is beliefs and commitment to make the strategies actually work, right? The beliefs and mindset to actually make these strategies work, right? That's where the real shortage lies these days, all right? Now, I want you to think of two people. I want you guys to think of two people out there, right? Person number one, person number one has all the tactics, frameworks, and skills that they need, right, to be successful. And this person is confident. They're decisive. They're an action taker. They're looking for feedback, looking to grow constantly, right? Then there's person number two. Person number two has all the same tactics, all the same framework, skills, everything like that, but they're hesitant. They're indecisive. They're doubtful. They get stuck in perfection paralysis, right? This second person has different beliefs, different mindset. Now, person number one, who's confident, decisive, action taker, looking for feedback and growth constantly. Let me ask you this. Comment yes below if you think they're going to hit six figures. If they have all the tactics and frameworks and skills, and they're confident, they're decisive, they're an action taker, and they're looking, constantly looking for feedback and growth. Do you think that they're going to hit six figures in their coaching business? Comment yes or no below. Comment yes or no below if you think that they're going to hit six figures as a coach, right? Now, person number two, who has all the same tactics, all the same frameworks, all the same skill sets, but they're hesitant to take action. They're doubtful. They're indecisive. They're stuck in perfection paralysis. Now, I want you to comment below. Does person two, does person two get to six figures or seven figures? Yes or no? You tell me. See, here's the deal. 
There's a flywheel effect in business. There's a flywheel effect in business. And success loves speed. Momentum is built by speed and urgency, right? You know, it's like for anybody who's ever taken a spin class, right? When you're first getting on the spin bike and if you have the friction up too high, you start to pedal and it's just so difficult and so slow, but you push harder and harder and harder and then it starts to turn around. It starts to turn around faster and faster and faster until eventually you build so much momentum that you can like let up the bike and it's just like, and just takes off, right? Because success loves speed. But for those people that are just casually pushing on that bike, it never builds momentum and it never really gets going. So what are the 13 beliefs that hold back coaches, that prevent them from becoming world-class, that prevent them from really taking off to six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures and beyond, all right? These are the 13 beliefs that we've noticed and I just wanted to share them with you guys today, all right? So number one, flywheel effect. Derek's saying the flywheel effect, awesome concept and book. Absolutely, Jim Collins, flywheel effect, absolutely. Number one belief that coaches have that prevents them from really taking off is that you've got to be perfect the first time. That you've got to be great right from the beginning. Here's the truth. When you're first starting off, you're going to be shit, right? Now, most coaches believe that if they go learn more, if they go get more certifications, then they can go from like a seven to a 10 just by learning more. You absolutely can't. The only way for you to get good, the only way for you to get world-class is to actually get in there. You know, the example that I always give to people is like, if you wanted to become a world-class swimmer, you're not going to become Michael Phelps by reading a bunch of Michael Phelps books. At some point, you're going to have to get in the goddamn pool and start swimming. And you're not going to be good in the beginning. You're going to flounder. You're going to flap about and you're going to look like an idiot. But you have to be willing to get in the pool and flap about. Number one, you think that it's going to be perfect right from the beginning. It's not. It's not. It's going to be 50% of the way there, 60% of the way there max. But here's the deal. Even if you're starting out at a six or a seven out of 10, majority of your audience, majority of your clients are at ones and twos. And if you can help get them from a one or a two to a five or a six, that's life-changing for them. You gotta understand that you're not gonna be perfect in the beginning, but you have to get yourself out there. Otherwise, you're never gonna learn and grow. That's number one. Number two, most coaches believe that failure and success are opposite. Now, here's the deal. Most coaches are like self-development junkies. So they see all these comments out there on Instagram and they love them. You're like, failure is on the way to success and blah, 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 blah. And they get it. They understand it consciously, but they don't live it. You don't realize that you actually have to get out there and royally fuck up. Like royally fuck up. Otherwise, you will never actually learn. All right? The reason I want to bring this up to you guys is because so many coaches think that they're just going to get out there and it's just going to work. Everything's going to be great. Over the last two and a half years or almost three years now of our business, right? I have probably lost between 200 and $300,000 in failed ventures, two to $300,000 in failed ventures. But that's because I know that for every two things that don't work, one of them is going to be spot on or three things that don't work. One of them is going to be spot on. And it's going to help us move forward faster. It's going to help that compounding flywheel effect. You need to realize that in order for you to be successful, you actually have to fail more. You have to fail bigger and you have to fail faster. You can't just be okay with failing. You can't just be like, okay, I accept that I'm going to fail a little bit. I'll go out there and try to fail a little bit. No, accept that you will fail. You will fail. And the faster that you fail, the faster you'll succeed. The bigger that you fail, the bigger you'll succeed. This is number two. Success and failure are not opposites. Success and failure are directly correlated. The speed of your success is directly correlated with the speed of your failure. The speed and size of your failure. This is number two, all right? Number three, I can do this my way. I can't tell you how many coaches 
It's hilarious to me how many coaches think that they know what they're doing, right? They've never been a successful coach before. They've never had a coaching business. Most of them have never been entrepreneurs before. And they think that they have the right way to do things. Like, I'm just going to listen to everything Tony Robbins told me, and I'm just going to make shit happen. Yeah, well, one of the things that Tony Robbins also told you is that success leaves clues, right? And that you haven't been there yet. If you go to try and bake a cake and you don't have a recipe to bake a cake, what's the percentage chance that you're actually going to succeed if you've never baked a cake before? It's like one in a million. If you're just like going to randomly put a bunch of ingredients together, put it in the oven for the right amount of time, mix it for the right amount of time, it's like one in a million that you're actually going to be able to bake a cake, right? Doing it your way is the fastest way to fail, right? You know, one of the things that I always talk about is smart coaches are broke coaches because smart coaches think that they can outsmart the system and figure shit out on their own. No coach has ever been successful trying to figure it out on their own, right? That's number three, all right? Number four, number four, learning and growing are the same thing. Oh, man, all right? I hate to break it to you. Learning and growing are not the same thing. One of my favorite things to tell clients is knowledge is not power. Knowledge is not power. So many coaches get stuck in this cycle of knowledge. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power, implemented knowledge. Implemented knowledge is actual power, right? Now here's the truth. Knowledge, information. So many coaches out there. Actually, I want you guys to comment below. Comment below how many books you've read this year, how many books you've read this year, or how many programs you've done, or things that you've done. Comment below how many books you've done or books you've read this year. Because here's the deal. This is gonna be some harsh truth. Learning is actually a form of addiction. It is not growing. Learning and growing are not the same thing. Growing involves implementation. It involves what we talked about before, making mistakes, failing, fucking up, right? Learning is a form of addiction, right? We read a great book. We come up with some great ideas. We get this hit of dopamine. This hit of dopamine makes us feel good, right? But then we go out and we try to implement this and we mess up a little bit and we feel really bad. It hurts our ego. It hurts our self-esteem. So rather than being resilient and relentless and pushing forward, what do we do? We go back to learning. We read another book. We listen to another podcast, right? We go to another program. We try to get another certification. Learning is a form of addiction. Growth is different than learning. Growing itself is not fun. Growing itself is not fun. Everybody who tells me that like, oh, I'm a big fan of growing. I tell you, you're a fucking liar. You are a liar if you think that growing is fun because growth involves getting out of your comfort zone, pushing yourself to the point that it hurts. Struggling, failing, messing up, being judged, being criticized. That's growth. That is not the same as learning. But growth is the only way for you to get to where you want to go. Learning and growth are not the same thing. Number five, one of my favorite things that I hear from a lot of coaches, right? Like this post, like this if you've done self-development work before. Like this if you've done some self-development work before, right? Because as a coach, I mean, we have to be fans of self-development, right? We have to be fans of our own personal development. My favorite belief that I hear from coaches, especially mindset coaches, right? Oh, I've done all the mindset work already. I've done this. I've learned it all. Sure, maybe you've learned it, but you haven't actually implemented it because if you've implemented it all, if you've actually lived this stuff, you'd actually be there. Again, learning and growing are not the same thing. If you honestly think that you've done all the mindset work, then you are way far off. You are way far off. The most successful coaches and entrepreneurs are the ones that are humble enough to realize that they have so much more to grow. Here's the deal. The moment that you're like meditating and you start to like levitate off the ground, then you can say you've done all the mindset work and you're completely cleared of ego and limiting beliefs and fears and all this other stuff. But until then, 
If you sit there and you tell me or you tell yourself that you don't need any more mindset work, that you've got it all learned, you've got it all figured out, you are lying to yourself and that is the worst belief that you have that is preventing you from getting to where you want and need to go. You have not done all the mindset work. I can promise you that right now, all right? Number six, we kind of touched on this already, but you cannot do this alone, right? One of the biggest beliefs that I see coaches have is like this belief that I have to do this alone. It's like you're trying to prove something to people. It's an ego thing, right? You cannot do this alone. The truth is, just like Tony Robbins talked about, success leaves clues. And other than that, you can't see your own blind spots, right? One of my favorite things to tell our clients is you cannot read the label from inside the bottle. And here you are sitting inside the bottle trying to read the label, right? It will not work. You cannot do this alone. No successful coach has ever been successful without getting help, all right? That's number six. Number seven, number seven belief that you have that's preventing you from being world-class is 99. You can be 99% in and make this work. See, there's a lot of marketing out there that allows people to believe that they can be 99% in and build an entrepreneurial business or build a coaching business. And the truth is, it's just not true. You have to be 100% in. And a lot of the time, we hear this from clients, you know, a lot of the time, I'll ask, are you 100% in or are you 99% in? They'll say, well, I think I'm 100% in. If you think you're 100% in, you're not 100% in. You know when you're 100% in. It is rock solid. You are 100% certain that you're 100% in when you're 100% in. But here's the deal. If you leave 1% open, you've always got a back door. You've always got a trap door. And you will not be committed. You will not be relentless. You will not be resilient enough to be successful long-term if you leave yourself a back door. This is one of the biggest things that I have to work through with clients because truthfully, so many clients are 99% in and it isn't until they make that switch and become 100% in, willing to do what it takes to make shit happen, that they see success. You know, I wanna give you guys a story of one of our clients, Chad. Chad, I saw you were actually watching this a little bit earlier. I don't know if you're still watching right now. Chad, if you're there, hey Chad. You know, Chad went through our program and didn't see results. He didn't see results. Now, this is the same program that we've had, you know, dozens of clients reach six figures. We've had clients reach multiple six figures, even seven figures going through this program, right? Now, Chad went through the program and he didn't get any clients while he was going through the program. And he was actually really unhappy with the program. Sorry to call you out, Chad. I hope you're doing all right. He was actually really unhappy. He reached out to me and he got on the phone with me. He said, Xander, this doesn't work. He said, Xander, and Chad, hey, there's Chad, right? I know you remember this conversation with me, Chad. He said, Xander, this does not work, right? And Chad actually asked for a refund. Sorry to call you out, Chad, but it's okay because things turned around. Chad was unhappy, right? And it wasn't because the program didn't work. It was because the program didn't work for him, right? But here's what we found out. It was because Chad was 99% in. Chad's watching this right now so he can tell you for himself. See, just one month later, Chad found out that he was being let go from his job. He had no other choice anymore. He had to be 100% in. And after he found out that he was being let go from his job, he called me back up and he said, Xander, will this work? And I said, only if you're 100% in. And he said, okay, I'm 100% in. Over the next three weeks, Chad enrolled $9,000 worth of clients in three weeks. After having gotten none for four months before that, with the same systems, the same tactics, the same tools, the same frameworks, But it wasn't until Chad was 100% in that he actually saw the results, all right? And Chad can tell you for himself because he's listening. He's watching in right now, right? Number eight, number eight, the belief that there is a magic pill, the belief that there is a magic pill to be successful. You know, this is one of the biggest problems and one of the biggest issues from a belief standpoint that I see with clients these days. You know, frankly, don't get me wrong. I love Russell Brunson. 
He's doing amazing. He's going to be a billionaire if he's not already. Amazing marketer, super intelligent guy, right? Super intelligent guy. But I have an issue with this message that's being put out around you're one funnel away. Because the you're one funnel away BS is causing thousands of people to believe that there is a magic pill to being successful in the online space. That you're just going to win the funnel lotto, right? And because of this, thousands of entrepreneurs and thousands of coaches are going broke because they're pouring money into, you know, ads before they do any of the foundational stuff to really figure out what it takes to be successful, right? It took us over, Jesus, I want to say $75,000 of testing and advertising to find a funnel that actually worked for us, for our brand, for our community. It took tens of thousands of dollars and a lot of time and a lot of testing and a lot of failing to actually get there. There is no magic pill. And if you're looking to win the funnel lotto, that's the fastest way to go broke as a coach. All right. That's the fastest way to go broke as a coach. That's number eight. Number nine, being busy and being productive are the same thing. All right. The truth here is that being busy and being productive are not the same thing. Right now, if you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you're not making six figures, it's because you're focusing on things that do not produce results. The definition of production is to produce results, right? That's the difference between busy and productive. Busy means you're doing a bunch of things. Productive means you're actually getting results, right? We have one of our clients, Mike Murray, who's out in um, Europe right now. And Mike Murray loves to hang out with his wife, loves to play music, loves to walk the dogs, right? So what does Mike do? Mike spends a couple of hours every couple of days to you know, find clients on Facebook. Then he enrolls them into a $2,500 or 3K program. And he makes you know, roughly six figures working several hours a week. And the rest of the time that he spends, he spends with his wife, with his dog, walking around Europe, playing music, doing what he loves. That's the definition of being productive. Most of the time, the reason that most coaches don't do this is because they don't know what to focus on. Number two, they're afraid to focus on the things that make them uncomfortable. Or number three, they're just lazy. They're just lazy. They're looking for the magic pill still. All right, so we got to let this go because the truth is being busy and being productive are not the same thing. Most of the time, the productive things are the things that scare you the most. So those are the things that you got to focus on, all right? Number 10, pricing lower will bring more clients. I'm not going to harp on this one because if you think that pricing lower is going to bring more clients, I really feel sorry for you, right? Because the fact is, if you can't get clients to pay your current price, what do you think that lowering your price you know, actually means that they're going to actually pay you? They just view you at a lower value. Lowering your price gets you less clients, worse clients, less committed clients, and it just means that you can't sell yourself. You can't promote yourself. And because of that, you're never going to have a full-time business and they're never going to get results, right? Lower pricing is the fastest way to turn your passion business into a commodity and to burn yourself out. All right. Number 11. I hear this so often. Once I'm certified or once I have more testimonials, then I'll be confident in my delivery. You know, then I'll be able to turn this up. Then I'll be able to command my premium price. It doesn't work that way, right? You have to be confident first. You have to have the belief first. You got to show up at a 10 out of 10 for your clients to show up at a seven or an eight out of 10. If you show up at a seven, I don't care where you're at. Getting a certification, getting some letters after your name is not going to help you out, right? Getting a testimonial or two is not going to help you out because you're still going to go through downs. You got to work on your confidence, on your certainty from inside, right? Because you're never going to be able to get clients if you're not confident in the first place. You're never going to be able to get testimonials if you're not confident in the first place. Confidence and mindset and that belief comes first, right? Number 12, oh, coaches fail to realize how selfish they're being. Now, there's a little story behind this one, all right? So 
When I first met Adam Torin, the founder of Entrepreneur, Adam Torin, the founder of Entrepreneur, told me, he said, man, you're working with starting coaches. He's like, I can never do that. And I asked why. He said, well, starting coaches are really selfish. And I was like, what? I was like, why? Why would you say that? And he said, well, most starting coaches are not making six figures or above because they're focused on shit that doesn't matter. They're focused on getting a pretty logo, making sure that their branding is right, making sure that they appear successful to other people because they're afraid of being criticized, judged, failing, fucking up. When the truth is there are hundreds and even thousands of people that are out there that need their help and they're too focused on their own discomforts and their own fears to actually just get out of their own way and move forward. If you're not making six figures, already as a coach, it's because you're being selfish. That might rock a few boats. If you're not making six figures as a coach already, it's because you're being selfish. Now it's up to you to get your own ego out of the way and realize that I'm telling you the truth right now. Or you could be pissed off at Xander and say, Xander, that's bullshit. I'm selfless. I'm selfless. And it's because, you know, it's because I don't want to charge too much and it's going to help more people. How's that been working out for you so far? It hasn't, has it? The clients that you are getting are undercommitted. They're not getting results. You're not being paid, so you're not doing this full-time. So now you're not helping anyone. You're gonna go back to a nine to five and you're never gonna be able to pursue this full-time because you're being too goddamn selfish. Nobody else is gonna get your help. That's number 12, right? Number 13, the last belief that I wanna hit on, you'll prevent you from being a world-class coach. Number 13, marketing, promoting, and selling is out of integrity with you. Here's the deal. For you to have a coaching business, there's two halves. You have to be a good coach and you have to be a good at business. You can't have a good coaching business without both. You need to have both, right? So you need to learn to become a marketer, a promoter, a seller. You have a moral obligation to help these people. See, here's the truth. When I was first starting my coaching business, I was a good coach. And one of my mentors, I was bitching and moaning about like, oh, there's all these marketers out there that are getting all the good clients and nobody will work with me and I can't figure out why, but I just don't, I don't wanna have to be a sleazy, greasy, grimy salesman or marketer out there to like get clients. And one of my mentors said, Xander, here's the deal. If you're better, if your coaching products are better than all the sleazy marketers out there that have crap products, stop hating on them. Stop blaming them, at least they're trying. But it's your responsibility to get over your own bullshit, your own selfish BS, your own limiting beliefs, and out-promote and out-market every single one of them. It is your responsibility as a stellar coach to out-market the marketers because if you do not, people will work with them and get their shitty products and be hurt forever because of it. It's your responsibility to out-market and out-promote them. You have a moral obligation to market, promote, and sell your services because if you do not, the people that are out there that need you won't get you. I want to let that sink in for a second for everybody. You have a moral obligation to learn how to market, promote, and sell yourself. If you've got a great service, if you've got a transformational service, you have a moral obligation to get it out to the world. And if you're not doing that, that's your decision. That's all I got for you guys today. Now remember, you didn't sign up for easy. You signed up for impact. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon.